From the red carpet to the celebrity street style hairdos and hair don'ts, this is Get Trust With Us. Here's your host, ladies and gentlemen, Us Weekly's beauty director, Ms. Gwen Flamberg. Hey guys, it's Gwen, and you're listening to Get Trust With Us. Today, I'm in the studio with my cohort in all things Bote, Mr. Travis Cronin. Well, hello, cheerio. Now, we are both just a little bit under the weather, so excuse <sighs> our slightly congested sexy voices. Raspy. And, yeah, I like, to, I like to call it sexy raspy. And, you know, Travis might cough every now and then. He's got a real, real bad honker right now. But, you know, we're going to get through this. Travis, we've yes. got to get right into it because I am so excited all of the fashion that we've been seeing during the state visit to the UK with the Trump family going over to England. I'm just, I'm obsessed with like everything that everybody's been wearing on all of the pomp and circumstance. And we have, you, you know, know, the best royal expert. The tippity top <laughs> royal expert in all the land. Yes. Omid Scobie. Yes, we does. We're gonna we're gonna get him on the phone. We just gotta get right into it. Should we call him up? Let's call him on. I need to know about the queen. I can't wait. Let's do it. Hey. Oh, Omid, hello, it's Gwen. Hey, good to hear from you. How are you, darling? I'm here with Travis. Hi, Omid Miss. Hi you. guys. How are you doing? Uh, I've managed to escape from <laughs> The, <laughs> the state visits. It's Is all it over. crazy? We need to hear all about it. Um, you know what? I was expecting, I was, I was at Buckingham Palace on Monday when he arrived. And obviously we were expecting sort of a big circus because obviously he's coming in with the family. And I could see a sea of red baseball caps outside Buckingham Palace. And I was outside with, with ABC and we were sort of expecting there was, it was actually quite a surprisingly calm day wow it was a day of royal pomp and pageantry and i think he really did his best to make sure that that wasn't overshadowed because obviously if you remember the last time that he was over here to spend time with the queen at windsor castle it didn't go so well he walked in front of her he seemed to (laughs) sort of bumble around her and it just wasn't a good look so i really think for once the president was on his best behavior, at least for the first 24 hours of the trip. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Well, speaking of um, style, let's talk about those, like, tails and, like, what it, was up with that? Was it supposed to fit that way? We very rarely see American dignitaries wearing, like, <laughs> white tie and, and tails. And, like, it just seemed to me like the shirt was hanging out of the... Yeah, there should have been a cor- code, but like, there could have been a corset under that, that- cummerbund. <laughs> I think it was a little unfortunate that our only reference, really, or our only, our only recent reference, was the 2011 state banquet when the Obamas were here. And of course, the president then looked very suave in his tails and his white tie, and that's kind of how the look should be for gentlemen on that evening. The, the president this time around was, yeah. It looks a little different. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not incorrect. It's just that it looks a little it's different. It's not incorrect. Listen, that I think white tie and tails, that's sort of, that's really the only rule for that evening. And, and he would have ha- received a list that probably would have come from the Chamberlain's office or from Buckingham Palace explaining what the exact dress code was. I'm sure he would have followed it to a T. He's just perhaps not the best proportion president, <laughs> so, so it looks a little different. <laughs> when 
<laughs> an event like that is called for white tie and tails. Like you can't show up in a tuxedo. You actually have to follow the dress code to a T. It's very specific. And it's easier for men because really there's only a couple of different options. I think the only times in royal occasions are state banquets, any kind of white tie event, and also royal ascot. Those are the times where you really have to follow it so closely to the mark. Otherwise, yes, it will be it will cause scandal. I'm obsessed with Royal Ascot. I'm dying to go, but that's another story. Okay, so speaking of then the women, so like the Trump kids were there. I still don't really understand why they were all there, the adult children or because they're or, a royal family Gwen. If we were even it's planning, all we have. I mean if we knew that that was actually going to happen, <laughs> but uh Tiffany and Eric's wife Laura, is that her Lauren? Name? Laura, I think it's Laura. Laura, okay. But they were wearing like high gloves. Is that something that's expected? Do you think that was Above part the of the elbow? dress code? Yeah, it's definitely. Ex- and I think they probably went for a more traditional look. Um, you know, they were very, I guess, prim and proper that evening. And again, I think sometimes with events like this, you are so afraid of breaking protocol that you will look back and see what women in the past have worn. And I think that's why certainly with some of the Trump ladies, not including the first lady, who I think actually looked great. Oh, so good. The, I mean, she's the, a beautiful, she's a beautiful woman. And I with loved that kids, white think, gown. Yeah, I think the kids all dressed a little bit older than their ages. They right. all looked a, a, a bit, I don't know, old fashioned. It, it was, wasn't, didn't quite hit the mark. But in, in terms of ticking the protocol boxes, they did it fine. Right, right. It was a little like Downton Abbey formal dinner. Well, I think they were sort of going for what they thought was supposed to be royal. But, you yeah. know, I mean, take a page out of Kate or Megan's book and the royals have been redefined and modernized and they, they could have kind of like, you know, jumped on board. But Exactly. And we've never. seen Kate in the past attend these banquets with um, very sort of like um, revealing sort of top halves of the dress. So sort of low cuts with uh, with her uh, arms exposed. And I think that's still quite an elegant look because, of course, the rest of the dress is down to the floor. You've got the tiara, you've got the sash, you have everything. So it's uh, you don't have to completely cover up in a way that perhaps some of the other ladies did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you touched on something that, of course, is near and dear to our hearts, the tiara. <laughs> yes. So let's just talk about at the formal banquet dinner, Kate wore that Lover's Knot tiara Mm -hmm. of Diana's that she's worn many times before. And then we've got to talk about the queen and how, what is the process of going about choosing what royal jewels are going to be worn on on an occasion like this? Well, so all of these jewels are actually kept in a vault underneath Buckingham Palace, about 40 feet underground. You can only get down there by an elevator. It's like the Pentagon. There are only very few people that have access to it. One of those people is the Queen's dresser and probably most trusted right-hand women, Angela Kelly. She will be the one that basically pull, pulls together an edit, shall we say, cool. of what is uh, what would work for that evening. I mean, she knows everything. She knows everyone's going to be wearing. There would have been communication between all of the households and the White House on the colours that the Queen would have been wearing. Right. She obviously picks first. Was that so white was a, was a coordinated effort that you think was started by the Queen? 
I think that sometimes the colour that the Queen picks for the evening, and white is quite standard for white tie, but I think once everyone is aware of what colour she's wearing, others will pick something that will either complement it or not clash with it right. or so on. Right, right. Um, but with the jewels, this stuff is all kept in a vault. Each tiara is in its own wooden box and Angela Kelly will take out whichever jewellery is needed for that evening. And in fact, the lover's not tiara that Kate wears, even though it's sort of on loan to her, it's still stored at the palace. So she would have probably put that off. That would have been taken from the palace earlier that morning to Kensington Palace in a secure vehicle and she would have put it on there. But everything is really stored there because, as we know, all of this stuff does actually belong to the Queen. Of course. When Diana passed away, anything that was given to her as a member of the royal family goes back to the monarch afterwards. The sovereign, if you will. Now, what do you think the value of that that vault where all of the jewels are stored, like about what do you think the value of all the jewels in that vault 40 feet below Buckingham Palace is worth? Well, I was told that there are dozens, if not hundreds of pieces, including tiaras in there that we have never even seen before, perhaps because they've been gifted by a controversial figure and it just wouldn't make sense for that to be brought out into into sort of known light. Um, But also things that have just been there for a long time because they they either need a lot of repair because, of course, with things like repair, repair work that will get paid for by the British taxpayers so some stuff will just sit on the side for ages waiting for money to be available to fix it um I would put a value on that I, I, we're probably talking half a billion I don't wow know. dollars yeah wow. it's it's a lot I mean if you look if we only need to look at what Kate was wearing those earrings, the sapphire and diamond earrings that once belonged to the Queen Mother on the evening. Those are worth two million pounds, so about sort of just under three million dollars themselves. And that's just a tiny pair of earrings. So if you just imagine, I mean, someone told me that the size of this vault is the size of an ice rink. Wow, obviously an ice rink. Yeah, this is a lot of bling. A lot of blame. Wow, rappers today could never. That's insane. <laughs> could never come close. It's just so <laughs> fabulous. Okay, so tell us, when do you think we're going to see Kate and Meghan next? Is Meghan going to make an appearance for the Queen's birthday, the Trooping the Colour? Yeah, so June the 8th, we've got the Trooping the Colour parade, which is the Queen's birthday parade, even though her birthday is in April. This is the full pomp and ceremony that we like for royal occasions. <laughs> and not only will it be Meghan's return to the spotlight, you know, we saw Kate do it after giving birth to Louis. I also hear that Louis is going to make his balcony debut yes. at Buckingham Palace as well. Oh so my God. It'll be a really cute family day. Archie's going to stay at home. I'm not sure with who, but Archie <laughs> will be at home. Because, of course, we know that Jory is back in LA, but Archie mm-hmm. sure. won't be there. Um, but yes, for all intents and purposes, Megan will be there. I was told that it's not 100% confirmed yet, but she really wants to be there. 
That's so fun. I can't wait to see Louis on that balcony. How do you think they're going to dress? Do you think that Prince George is going to, like, push Prince Louis? <laughs> do you think there's sibling rivalry there? He is not that Instagram account, Gwen. <laughs> How do you know? I, I think we're going to see George and Charlotte take on slightly bigger roles at the parade. Oh, how year. fun. Because I think they'll be, I think, I think, and I'm just going to, this is a guess. I'm not going off sources here. But I think that they'll be in the carriages. Because they're a little older now. They are quite well behaved. You know, I saw them at uh, Kate's Chelsea Flower Show garden when they came to visit. And they were, they're as good as gold. They're really great kids. And so I think that they'll do really well in that parade. And I think it was, you know, we, when we look back at William and Harry when they were kids, it was around the same kind of age that they started taking part in these things on a slightly bigger level. Interesting. Interesting. Well, mm. that little Charlotte is just such a little beauty. I loved those pictures that Kate took of her in nature. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. But it's good. I hear it's going to be quite difficult getting everyone out onto the balcony because they're refurbing the entire Buckingham Palace at the moment. Oh. And so everything behind that balcony is actually a construction site. <laughs> and so there were, the, there were talks about, will people need to wear hard hats to get through it? And they've actually <laughs> built some kind of wooden tunnel or something that all the royals can come through to get out. So it's going to be a bit weird back there, but in front of the world, it will look perfect. Amazing, amazing. Oh, that's a fantastic backstage secret. Now, let's talk <laughs> about the queen for a second because I'm obsessed with her. Our readers are obsessed with her. When did she start wearing the matching outfits where the hat matched the suit, sometimes matches the shoes? Like, is that her signature style or was that inspired by something? Or like in the 80s when they started doing that? Do you know of any history of her like no, colorful I mean, suits? The Queen's, certainly the Queen's love of hats came at quite a young age. And I think that's probably just down to who she was and that it was quite proper for a woman of her status to wear hats on engagements. But certainly with the bright colours that we're used to seeing, the Queen said herself that she she's a small woman and she knows that a lot of people come out to see her when she's out on engagements. And so if she wears a colour that pops, even if you're not close to her, you'll still be able to see her in the distance and feel part of that moment. Oh, that's, so that's so cool really the main reason why we see her always in these kind of very bold colors now angela kelly the woman i mentioned yeah. earlier she is the brains behind all of this so she will be the one that pulls together the looks and the jewels that go with it and make sure that everything that the queen wants is in her bag and you know there's a lot of thought goes into it her um, little handbag that what's in her handbag look i <laughs> had heard once that there's like a tracking device so that if you know she ever gets kidnapped they'll find her via the tracking device in the handbag is that that's implanted <laughs> is that made up is that rumor that, that sounds like an urban myth to me because of <laughs> course i'm sure if she was kidnapped they wouldn't think to pick up the bag at the same time. <laughs> she never lets that bag down, though. It's always, like, right in front of her. She doesn't, but that bag is probably empty most of the time. Oh, how funny. It's just really part of the look. But actually, the Queen does use that bag for signalling. So when she's, around, when she's out and about and she'll be with her private secretary and a lady-in-waiting nearby, you may see that there are times that she'll cross her bag from one arm to the other or... or you know, make little micro movements with that bag. And sometimes that's a gesture to someone close to her that I would like to be moved on 
to the next person now introduce me to the next person or this conversation has finished so there is a ton of people around her looking out for these little signals and gestures it's genius to, to know what's on her mind yeah very clever and how long has the queen worked with angela kelly is that a long-standing relationship yeah, I, I would say we're coming up to two decades now. Angela Kelly's in her 50s, and I would imagine that she will work with the Queen until the very last moment. They have an extremely close bond, and courtiers at the palace say that you know that when the two women are together because you hear their laughter from down the corridors. So That's so cute. They're, they're really good friends and really have a really special special. Bond. What does the Queen's closet look like? Is it like everything organized in color? You know, is it like a back wardrobe? You know, where <laughs> where are all these bright colors and how are they like presented to the best of your knowledge? I don't actually know what her closet is like, but it is more of a room than anything else. And of course, yeah. everything is archived. But as we know with the royals, things are repeated for years on end. And the Queen's often worn the same things for years in a row, um, especially when, because look, the Queen does an engagement almost every day of the year, less so now. But up until a few years ago, she probably did more engagements than any other member of the royal family. And so those clothes really have to be worn more than once because they're not always going to be photographed every time or at least make the papers. Right. Um, so those are all archived. And certainly with the jewels, Angela Kelly actually has a special presentation tray that includes a handkerchief that once belonged to the Queen Mother that sewed on top of it. So when she puts the jewels in this tray, it's sort of, I guess, very nicely presented. And she brings them to the Queen to approve before putting on the outfits and so on. So they really kind of think together on these things. It's not just the Queen waiting for someone to decide all of this for her. It is so genius. I love it. I could talk about this all day. Well, one last question. Do you think that Meghan's style is going to change now that she's a mother? No, I think that we'll see. I, I think that when we see Megan next, hopefully at Trooping the Colour, she will have snapped back very quickly. Oh, for sure. I mean, we've heard that she's walking around walking around the grounds at Frogmore Cottage and really kind of hasn't, didn't let up on her exercise regime throughout her pregnancy and didn't give in to any junk food cravings either. So I'm sure she's going to be looking great. But her style, I think, had already matured quite a lot since becoming a member of the royal family. She's, although being picked on for breaks in protocol that don't exist, whether that's black nail polish or revealing a shoulder right. or whatever, none of those Prop things top. are actually breaking the rule. <laughs> These are things that she can all, that every, any member of the royal family can do, and they do. But Meghan, I think, just seems to get the hard time of it from the British tabloids. So I don't think we'll see her style change much. I think the moments that we'll see her style evolve are as her and Harry become more involved in senior work. So as over the next year or two, we'll see them take on bigger roles within the Commonwealth. And I think those roles will see them perhaps dressing a little bit more stately than familiar, which is what we've seen mostly from them right, in right. recent months. Less mother denim now that she's a mother. Interesting. Anyway, thank you, Omid, so, 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 so yes, much for Omid. joining us. 
I am just fascinated and my mind is blown, especially about that ice skating ring-sized <laughs> bunker filled with diamonds. That's insane. I mean, we've got to get in there somehow. It's like the new Ocean's Eleven movie. You know, maybe they'll go Instagram Live and just do a tour. <laughs> oh, my God. I, oh, man, I saw that you were watching the Harry and Meghan Lifetime movie, too. Oh. What did you think? Um, <laughs> the less said, the better. I thought it was, This uh, Megan was it, better than the last Megan. <laughs> there were a few moments where I, I could see the similarities. Yeah. The storyline, <laughs> I don't know where they got that How from. Funny. Because it really took a turn about halfway through where they were like, okay, we're not going to follow what, what's being reported anymore. We're just going to make it up as we go along. But then I guess, what, what, you know, that's what we expect from these movies. They're all harmless at the end of the day. Dramatic. I can't and wait for fun, the next one. And fun. All right. Well, you go have a fun day. Thank you so much for chatting. We will talk to you soon. Tally-ho. Cheerio and all that. <laughs> Bye all that. <laughs> Good talking, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God, Travis. I am just, I'm in awe. The ice skating I size, 55 million no, way more than that. It was half a billion, he said. 500 million. 500 million. Holy yes. shit. Yes, and even those earrings, it's just so fascinating. And all of it is just so fascinating. I love everything about the queen, and I love that, that that's why she wears those bright colors, so that like everybody can see her, and all the commoners kind of feel like they're part of that moment. I just love it. That makes total sense. That's why she's wearing like chartreuse and like fuchsia. Well, I can't wait to see what Megan wears to Trooping the Color. Oh, We'll talk about it more next week. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Get Trust With Us. Come back next week for a new episode. And until then, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. Until next week, stay gorgeous. Stay gorgeous. 